Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This show has changed my life. And I'm so grateful to you. I'm, I know I say that a lot and you guys are like, we get it. You're grateful, bitch. But I am. I'm really, really grateful. <laughs> um, and in light of the fact that this is the season finale of Kindly Gifted season three, which by the way, tangent, I've never done a season finale on this show. Like Literally, if you were to go back, you would never be able to tell, like, when one season ends and another begins. Unless, I mean, there are, there is an evolution if you have listened to, like, all the episodes on the show, all 181 of them. Then you've probably noticed an evolution from season to season. But um, this is the first official season finale. And this would be the perfect time to tell you that there was almost... No season two, and therefore there would not have been a season three because I wanted to quit this show. I wanted to say, fuck this shit, and hang up my hat, and never make another episode ever again. And that was in July of 2022. I had about a thousand total streams like maybe a little bit more unkindly gifted. And I thought I was doing everything that all these gurus and other creators are telling me that I should. And I was listening to the, all the advice and I was reading all the blogs. And I, I felt like, you know, I felt like I was doing everything. And I started to tell myself that I was the problem. That, you know, I'm the reason that it's not working out. I'm just not meant to have a podcast. I'm not meant to have a podcast. And I'm not meant to do this. And, um you know, at the same time, it was like, I had friends and other people, you know, kind of say some of these little cheeky comments and be like, oh, your little show is like so cute, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, yeah, you know what? Fuck this little show. I'm not doing this anymore. And this voice in my head was like, let's just try one last thing. And if it doesn't work, then fuck Kindly Gifted. We're not doing it anymore. We're shutting it down. And that last thing really was trusting my gut. Um, I gave myself one condition that I would, I would try continuing with kindly gifted, but on one condition. And that was to stop consuming other people's advice and start figuring shit out for myself. Um, in the advertising and marketing world, especially on the creative side, we often talk about tapping into this childlike imagination. And that's because psychologically children 
perceive new experiences and and new things differently because the majority of experiences that they are having are new. Whereas with adults, we've learned a lot, right? And we know the consequences for things. And we know that if we do this, this will happen. There's cause and effect. And children don't have a lot of that knowledge to most of the experiences that they are encountering. And so when we talk about tapping into that childlike imagination, it's trying things and not imagining the consequence, not immediately telling yourself, you know what, that's never going to work because A, B, C, or D. But instead of being like, you know what, what if I try this? Not what if it won't work, but what if I try this and it actually works out? And that's kind of like how kids think. Granted, like I said, they have no other option. But adults tend to be so in their head about what the consequence or what the effect of a certain cause is going to be that they don't take action because they think they already know what's going to happen. And so I was like, I'm just going to figure shit out. And I'm going to do a little trial and error and learn the best way that I know how to learn, which is through action, which is also why I know I can read myself into oblivion and not take action. And then I'm in this comfort zone of like consumption and, you know, consuming people's advice and consuming people's like books and whatever, uh, and completely detaching myself from the concept that like they wrote a fucking book that they're selling that I'm reading right now that I will not take action from or like they're posting TikTok videos that I'm sitting here and watching when I could be posting my own shit. Um, so it's kind of the same thing here. So I trusted the only thing I knew to be true, which was con- that consistency and passion prevails. So let me put that to the test, right? Everybody talks about consistency and up when I felt like I was going to quit the show, I was not being very consistent. So I was like, you know what? I know I have passion for this. I know I'm fucking good at what I do. I know I'm one of very few people who can apply product marketing principles to personal brands and personal branding principles to product marketing. I can talk about this forever and ever and ever and ever and ever unscripted, unplanned. So let's fucking do it, bitch. Um, So here's what I did. And this is for transparency. It is not a rule book because I want it to be noted that I took the supposed rule book. I tore the pages out. I shredded them and I set the cover on fucking fire. So there I know there is no rule book because I didn't get here with a rule book. I actually got here by doing everything that everybody said you shouldn't be doing. So I started posting episodes five days a week. And I did that because I wanted to build the habit of consistency. I wanted to create something every day. Um, some of the episodes have, were recorded, you know, a week in advance. Some of them were recorded the day of, um, some episodes I had planned and they were posted as such. And some episodes I shifted around and changed the plan 24, 12 hours before. So the main thing that I was really focusing on, especially for season two was consistency, and making sure that I can be disciplined enough to stay consistent and post an episode Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, which is also why I did not focus very much on guests season two. And really season three, I had one, I focused on having one guest a week and still continued the rest of the episodes. So four out of five were solo. Um, 
but that just really helped me kind of like make sure that I can show up for myself before putting somebody else's schedule on the line, right? So I stopped scripting my episodes. Um, a lot of people don't know this. I did script a lot of episodes for season one. However, I do have an acting background and improv. So that being said, um, you probably can't tell that they are scripted. I ensured that way to be as such. However, if you are also a, a middle school theater kid, maybe you did notice. I don't know. But it really wasn't helping me. I spent a lot of time trying to make every word perfect. And I felt like I sounded really robotic. Granted, from what I heard at the time, it didn't come off that way. But if you notice in season two, season three, I don't cut out likes and ums. Because that's how I normally talk. If we were to be having a conversation at a coffee shop. If you know I were to be talking to my friends or my parents... Um, it would still be like this. There would be pauses, there would be filler words. And I think we've become like so ashamed of that, that we end up filling our sentences with these huge SAT words that make literally no fucking sense. So, and complicate things for no reason. So I stopped scripting episodes and I think that kind of turned my, my podcast into like the antichrist of ma- of marketing podcasts, but it helped me build a closer connection to you. Um, and I'm really thrilled to hear that you guys enjoy the way the episodes are recorded. So that being said, all the episodes are recorded in one sitting. And what I mean by that is I'm not recording 180, 181 episodes in one day. That's not what I meant. Um, when I sit down to record an episode, I do not record in parts. So <laughs> there's the intro that's already pre-recorded. Wow, I'm really shedding a lot of light here. But hopefully, you know, this will be helpful to somebody who wants to create a podcast. I record the intro separately. I record the outro separately. And those kind of get added into the episode. Um, but the actual meat of the episode, that's all one take. (laughs) So if I feel like I fucked up, I'm re-recording the whole thing. Um, so that's why you would hear a lot of ums and likes and things like that. Cause I don't, I I don't cut that out. It's all recorded in one take. It's uploaded and boom, published. That's how it kind of works on my end. Um, I also stopped sticking to a strict content plan and incorporated reactive episodes. And I did that for two reasons. One, this is a reactive industry. The marketing industry literally moves at lightning speed. There's always shit happening. There's always things to comment on. So it was in my best interest to keep it that way um, or reflect that rather in this show. The other reason is that I knew that if I created a content plan, I would literally restrict myself from creating reactive episodes. So I didn't do that. Um, A lot of people do ask how I find topics to react to. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm like really obsessed with marketing and advertising. So a lot of the media I consume, I consume from the lens of somebody who works in this field. A lot of things I follow online have to do with brands and 
public figures and pop culture, influencer marketing revolves around all the topics that you hear about on this show. So that's kind of how if I see something and I get inspired, I want to respond to it or I, I want to contribute my own take to a bigger issue. That's kind of how I get inspired to create episodes for this show. I ditched the fancy mic and I recorded using my phone and my 2012 earbuds. Actually, if you're an OG Kindly Gifted fan, uh, I used to have an ad in my episodes for Anchor back when Spotify for Podcasters used to be called Anchor. And my ad literally, literally said, I'm like, hi, I'm literally sitting in front of my dryer right now recording this on my 2012 earbuds. It's true. I ha- I actually bought a mic to record the show and I think I recorded like one episode on a mic and everything else has been on my earbuds and it's been fucking amazing. So there's nothing glamorous about my recording setup at all. Um, guest wise, I wanted to invite guests that really intellectually stimulated and intimidated me. I focus on intimidation because these are people that I want to learn from. Part of inviting a guest on the show is you have to give them access to a community that you've built, right? You have to give them access to some sort of brand equity. Um, and if you don't have that, maybe you can pay them or whatever. Um, or maybe they're just really interested in, in talking about this organically and they're happy to be featured on the show. Most, most guests are, are thrilled to be on a podcast to talk about something that they also love. Um, but it's it's also a networking opportunity for you to invite somebody that you would want to learn from and be mentored by or uh, and build a relationship with or mutually provide value to each other in some capacity. And that's also a lot of why people invite specific guests on the show. For me, I didn't want to invite guests that made me look smart or like a genius. Um, I can do that on my own in my solo episodes, <laughs> okay? Um, when I invite a guest on the show, it's really somebody I want to be stimulated by intellectually and somebody that I really want to learn from because I know they're an expert in their field and I have no business commenting on what they're commenting on. Um, or they share a totally different opinion than me and we can kind of have like a little bit of like a controversial discussion about something in the industry and it really mimics a conversation that I would have with them in real life at a coffee shop or over Zoom. It's just recorded. That's kind of how I like for my guest episodes to feel and I really want the spotlight to be on them and their knowledge, not how smart I am as a host. Um, so that's kind of how I picked my guests at the very beginning of when I did have, um, I had like an open call form for guests to like apply. And then I stopped doing that because I got a bunch of people well, like no shade, no tea, but also shade and also tea. Um, I would get people who would apply to be on the show because they really wanted press. And it was like really fucking obvious. I still get cold pitches like that to this day and I never respond to them. Um, so I kind of resorted to hand selecting guests that I wanted to be on the show that I thought were people you would also enjoy listening to just based on top performing episodes and messages that I would get from you about topics that you really loved or story shares um, of episodes that were commonly shared on social media from the show. Um, that would kind of help inform me, you know, what guests should I invite um, and you know, give my platform to and, and have you tune into. So 
that's what I would recommend. I think if you did want to pursue, you know, a guest driven podcast, like invite people that kind of make you look dumb in some areas, you know, and, um, that you can really learn from is the most important takeaway there. And then the final thing I did was I shamelessly promoted my show online, offline. I'm talking like I would go obvious from obvious like Instagram story shares to I had a content creator turning my episodes into uh, content. I would be in an Uber to the airport and my Uber driver would be like, what do you do? And I would be like, I'm a podcaster. Oh my God, what's your podcast called? Oh my God, it's called Kindly Gifted. Oh my. Some of my Uber drivers literally would turn on episodes in the car and like I would listen to them. I don't listen to my own show, by the way, just FYI. <laughs> so it's always weird for me to hear my own episodes. And sometimes I don't remember the things I say. So I'll be like, when did I say that? Um... But yeah, I shamelessly, shamelessly promoted my show. Uh, I was at a New Year's party with some family friends and they were like, what was, what's an amazing thing that happened to you this year? And I like two shots in was like, my podcast is a top 15% most streamed show on Spotify. And everybody was like, what's your podcast? And I'm over here like, here's the QR code, like scan it. I'll send you the link. Like, I don't give a fuck. I promote the hell out of my show because I love it. And, um, based on the reactions I get from you, you guys love it. So why don't we get more people to listen to the show? You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you know, after doing all of that, 10 months later, Kindly Gifted is climbing the Spotify's most streamed podcast charts. (laughs) And let's hope we get there. We get to the, we get to the top um, we're at nearly 18,000 streams at this point, which is fucking wild. I would have never expected that. And the most important thing is that 181 episodes later, it the show has helped me build a consistent habit. It's helped me build incredible relationships with cool people that, you know, I was honored to see that they accepted to be a guest on the show, um, to create deeper relationships with you as a listener. And it's just been like such, I don't know, this show has really like helped me evolve the way I think about content and um, the way I think about the process of getting to from point A to point B. And we talk about instant gratification all the time and like logically, yes, nothing is instant, but sometimes it's very hard to see things that way when you're like, but I'm taking action, but it should be happening. Um, and this is coming from somebody who's a marketer who like very much understands that like nothing is instant. Right. But sometimes as a creator, you kind of have that mindset because you compare yourself to other people who currently have success. But the reality is you're, comparing your like chapter I don't know two to somebody's chapter seven and the amount of work that you did in in your two chapters and they did in their seven is drastically different and they're different because they're a different individual than you and and there's a lot of factors at play so if it's not happening instantly that's okay like sticking to the most important habit of all which is trusting yourself is like I I'm telling you that's what saved the show. <laughs> Cuz 
If I didn't trust my gut, I would have fucking quit. Um, and I want to end this episode and I want to end the season finale on something that was super powerful for me to hear, which is that 44% of all podcasts publish no more than three episodes. So there's nothing instant about success. You need to trust yourself. You need to fear no one. And you got to keep going. And let's fucking go! I will see you in season four. You guys are the tits. You guys are the best. Um, DM me any episode requests that you have or guests that you would really, 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 really love to see on the show. Uh, Sky's the limit. We will see what we can make work. But I would love to hear from you um, on what you're interested to see in season four. Otherwise, I'm just going to use the data from the episode analytics to gauge, but I would be honored to hear from you personally. And with that, see you in season four, turkeys. Thank you so much for taking this show to 16,000 plus streams in just a short period of time. I am forever grateful Our next goal for Kindly Gifted is to dominate these motherfucking charts. And for that, I need your help. If you could do me a quick favor and click follow or subscribe on the platform that you're listening on and drop a quick rating of what you think of the show, that would greatly help us climb the charts because transparently speaking, that's the only way that we can do it. I need you to click follow, click subscribe, and again, drop a quick rating of what you think of the show. And let's get us to number one. Thank you again so much and tune into the episode. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at KateMob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.